What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back for another week. Now, what is different for us is we've been gone um, realistically for about a week and a half. We have not recorded uh, because we got to do a lot of bulk recording when Mike was home. So we haven't really, you know, gotten to have a sit down. We've mostly just texted and not too many things have gone crazy. Uh, we have one big conspiracy theory that we think is going on some backstage collusion in AEW, which, you know, is always fun because we never want to look down on them or think bad about them because we love them. But something is going on and it doesn't involve any of the younger guys mm -mm. this time. So here is my co-host. Wait, my co-host. <laughs> Rev, how you been, buddy? I'm good. Uh, just getting back on track after the uh, the trip there and life again here. And just, you know, getting geared up because it's, by the time you guys see this, it's Mania Week. So most exciting week of the year for us wrestling fans. Um, I'm ready to check it all out, see what's going on, follow all the news stories going into the biggest wrestling show of our year. Um, I'm excited. So last week, and we'll start out, we'll save all the mania stuff for, you know, towards the end because we love it. So what happened, and I saw the events slowly go throughout the week, and now it finally makes sense towards the end. So Tuesday, Dave Metzler, which we all hate, um, reported that CM Punk is almost medically clear. He has to get a few more tests done. But the only thing that's keeping him back is Tony Khan. Tony Khan has to give the final approval, which makes sense. We have to remember, this guy owns it. It, yes. it makes sense. Um, Wednesday goes by very, fairly quiet. We have Dynamite. Um, and that's when the world was kind of shocked. How CM Punk's face is covered behind or on the truck when... Uh, one of the Bucks is attacked off camera and they're wheeling him through an ambulance. Now I am proud of CM Punk. He did. I don't think he actually caught it. I don't think a lot of people caught it. I didn't catch it initially until one Mike pointed it out. And then two people were saying how the layout of the truck was that he was covered up. I was like, okay, that's, that's all right. Thursday comes around. And somebody gives Dave Metzler a story that happened when, um, and this was what right before All Out, correct? When the squash yeah. match was, this is when um, Punk and Moxley traded the belts. So I think it was like what, like two weeks before, three weeks before the pay per view, Punk yeah. loses on TV to Moxley in a squash. And so a story comes out about that. Um, we won't get into too much detail, but it's saying how Punk put it, um, didn't want to lose to mox and how tony had to put his foot down now cm punk came back in a very heated um instagram post talking about how that was wrong how mox didn't want to lose to him but what a lot of the things are and like i you guys know in the past i'm not 
big on CM Punk. I respect what he's done. I still want to see CM Punk versus Kenta. I, that's my one match. If I can see that, I don't really care what he does with his career after that. I just want to see the go to sleep versus go to sleep. So the one thing I did pay attention to is that CM Punk has stuck to his words every time that Mox wanted to have a kind of Rocky style three match type arc for, you know, them trading the belts. Well, CM Punk has said it numerous times, even years ago, he's never seen the Rocky movies. Once I saw that line, I knew something's going on. Something's not making sense. Now, Jericho, who some of us love and some of us don't, um, was reportedly the one to tell Dave Metzler that about this story. CM Punk fired on both of them, left Tony out of it, thank God, left the Bucks out of it, left Kenny out of it, and left Hangman out of it. He did not mention any of them. What I see is and it may it i follow uh trevor dame on twitter and he laid it out perfectly he uh is a journalist for wrestlinginc.com he said in paraphrase the best way to get rid of somebody you really hate is to do something you know for a fact they're gonna um be vocal about and so maybe it was jericho maybe it was jericho and the bucks um and it could be Hangman, too, because you can film a lot of what that whole sequence was at any entrance in arena. Why did you choose that one with those trucks? Oh, yeah. So I feel like in my personal um, thoughts that CM Punk has been set up to fail currently. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They set him up to fail. Um, and if you've seen the days after this, he's been very sarcastic about oh, yeah. it. He, he he's Rick leaking, rolled us. He's leaking, uh, he's he leaking stories like uh, that have been leaked about him with no like way to verify if they're true or not. So he's Ugh. just been leaking random bullshit and then deleting it like shortly after. The Shawn Michaels fan fiction was probably my favorite. Yeah, he's 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 talking he's done that he's done a thing on fightful he's yeah. done he's done a bunch of different ones he did the lyrics to to rick Rollus, so i i think <laughs> it's great um that he's i think he's past the whole pipe bomb era in his life and now he's like you know what i'm gonna fuck with you guys if you guys are gonna fuck with me so interestingly enough and i can't remember the source but i know it's out there you can find it um there's a bunch of social media posts um, that are referencing this this um, this company this uh, this uh, news outlet, um, but apparently surrounding the uh, the brawl out thing, um, sources within the company and those close to Punk says that said that um, he is remorseful and does regret what he said at the scrum, and he wishes he could do it differently. And uh, there's also that uh, that he has expressed that he's willing to apologize. Now, whether that's going to be a public or private apology, I mean, that's anybody's guess. Um, the, the claims that Jericho called him a cancer are true. Jericho screamed that at him. Punk screamed something back, but there's no word on what he said. Um, 
when the fight happened after the the whole brawl um punk reportedly told kenny omega that the issue's not with him that's all punk said that's all punk told him was that his issue's not with omega um which would explain why Omega is really chill about it and has no ill will toward Punk because the issue has nothing to do with Omega in the first place. Um, so, I mean, I think that theory that you're talking about, Trevor Dame, is, is true. Like, they know that, and it, it, as a Punk fan, I think the thing I respect the most about him is like, he is unapologetically himself and what he believes. And no matter if you like it or don't, he's going to stick to his guns. Like no matter what, like CM Punk sticks to what he believes right or wrong. He stands and he'll fight for that forever. And so what's the best way to get rid of him? To say something that's going to make him explode. Just like at the media scrum, right? Now, if we go back and talk about this, did Hangman have any right whatsoever to delve into his issues? with no. cabana with um workers rights anything like that did he did he have any business doing that absolutely not and if he didn't confirm this with punk the blame is on hangman because guess what as a person who's been in that ring and i'm sure you as well if somebody didn't discuss what they were going to tell you in a promo and they went into something extremely personal i know i would be fucking livid yeah that's i a would shoot. be livid that's a shame Punk has absolutely, I think Punk, as far as the Hangman, and I don't got anything against Hangman Page, but Hangman was in the wrong there. Like, he shouldn't have done that. He should have cleared what he was going to do with Punk. Um, Punk was rightfully angry. Now, yeah. going into this Jericho thing, like, I respect everything Chris Jericho's done in the ring. He's a legend who's pioneered so much for the wrestling business. So many great moments. Um, I will always have respect for the wrestler Chris Jericho. Now, as a human being, it seems like he comes across to me as a, a bitter old-timer trying to hold his spot at all costs. And it's very plausible this is why Jericho keeps poking that bear. Because if Punk's there, Jericho's no longer the biggest like legend star they've got. Punk is. Absolutely. All the attention's on Punk. And if you recall, when before Punk came in, Jericho was like the big legend guy. Yes. He was in all the, all the major storylines, huge part of the show. Then Punk came and Punk became like the focal point. And Jericho's over here with the inner circle or the JAS or whatever he's doing, right? And he's no longer the focus. It's... Punk teaming with like Sting and Darby, Punk and MJF, Punk and Hangman, Punk and Mox. And Jericho's not in the mix anymore. I personally think that Jericho's easily, plausibly poking at CM Punk, trying to set him up and make him get, to get out. Because you don't want him there. And... Again, and I, I've been well documented on this. I respect the hell out of the Young Bucks in terms of in-ring wrestling ability. There's probably no tag team more athletically gifted than the Young Bucks. Probably not out there. Probably I'll say, the most, I'll say in probably, their age group. I'll say in their I'd age say, group. 
I mean, yes, but what I'm saying is like I don't think there's been a team this athletically gifted since the Hardys. Yeah. Cause what they were the they were the new the new people in TNA and they were still that was when they were younger and they were doing shit that the Hardys still and hadn't done yet. Yeah. There's still a there's a team that I might put also in that that uh that category, and that's the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. Um, but they are probably the most athletically gifted tag team on TV at least, right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Now Unfortunately, they are good and they know they're good. Thus, that creates an ego problem. And this has been well-documented their entire career. So as far as that goes, like I can understand why there's some heat between Punk and the Bucks. And I keep thinking back to like all the BTE episodes, literally after Punk came in, like they were taking like snarky little shots at Punk on bte i don't i don't don't think they like him being there personally and honestly i think the only person that's broken out of the the elite controlling the world thing at least behind the scenes is kenny i still think very much that the bucks and even maybe hangman are still like, we need to control the company. Like, we need to be, like, the biggest things. Um, And I think that's also why, uh, and I mean, I could be wrong, and I mean, I'm obviously not Cody Rhodes, so I don't know what he was thinking, but I could see that being a reason, too. Just because Cody, I don't think Cody wanted to control the company. I mean, look at all the people Cody put over. And there every was a week, lot of them. Every week in his open challenge. of them. He he lost a lot more than he won in AEW. He he got uh Eddie Kingston signed. Yeah. He lost more than he won in AEW. Yeah. And yeah, and then you know, another thing that shows that Kenny's not like that. I mean, look at the talent that he's wrestling. He just wrestled um El Hijo de Vikingo. And that was amazing. He made Vikingo look bad ass in that match um he's got jeff cobb coming up next week and he's probably gonna make jeff cobb look like a fucking absolute monster um yeah it's it's really sad because again even more so for me like being a cm punk guy and it really sucked being a cm punk guy for like the last like six months it has really sucked being a cm punk guy because there's so much ugly ugly narrative about CM Punk out there and you try to mention him in any like capacity in terms of being like a great wrestler or one of the greats and you immediately get slammed by everybody in the comment section um but after reading the theory you sent me and like really thinking about it you're right I think Punk 100% was set up um not to mention it's easy to see this going on when you have a owner of a company that cannot control his roster. He cannot control his roster. He has no concept of how to do it. I mean, you had the, the MJF fucking tequila incident who basically gave MJF a slap on the wrist. Like you have all this stuff going on. You have all these people like probably 
saying that they need to win and winning because Tony doesn't stand up to him. He just, whatever, I guess, you know, you can win this week. You can win next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's why I don't believe that Tony put his foot down to CM Punk. Tony doesn't put his foot down to anybody. Like anybody. That's when you, that's when you were like, no, this is, this is bullshit. Like, that's how I knew. I mean, we know Metzler is a liar habitually. We also know that he's super close with the Bucks. Like, they're boys. Yeah. I mean, that's why their finisher is called the Metzler driver. Like, come on now. He, that's also why Dave Metzler will not rate any WWE match in history over a five-star match. But he's given Kenny six stars. He'll give AEW that, but he won't give WWE that. Yeah. Because he's he's close pals with a lot of the top talent in AEW. Yeah. But we all know we all know Metzler's not a reputable like like reputable news news source. Like I don't believe a damn thing he says. Uh, nope. All honestly, like Sean Ross Sapp, um, Wrestling Inc., um, and a couple other ones. Those are the guys I I go to. Fightful, like Fightful's a big news source for me. I'll I'll watch that and Fightful's amazing. Um. But yeah, nothing Dave says am I ever going to listen to. Just like his phony match ratings. I'm sorry. Like, we need somebody else to start doing that. Like, anybody else, start giving us the star ratings because he's... You can't... No, you can't have him rating matches. I want Cornette to do it just once. Oh, like, all the flippy matches are getting, like, zero I want, stars. I want Cornette to do it just once. All the flippy matches are getting zero stars. Everything that gets a five from Brock Lesnar is... and Omos are going to be, like, an eight-star match. If, hey, they'll finally get... WWE will finally get their eight-star, though. Yeah. They'll finally get the eight-star. <laughs> yeah, so, on the CM Punk thing, though, like, it's just a sad thing all around, and especially... It made it even easier with his history with WWE and how that happened. It makes it really easy for Punk to be the fall guy. It makes yeah. it really easy to make it look like, oh, here he goes again. You know? Yes. And one of the things that you can honestly say about Punk that I admire is Punk hasn't gone to any news source and ran his mouth. He's been quiet. Until people keep poking at him, he's quiet as hell. He He's not even talking about pro wrestling. He's talking and the only time he talks about pro wrestling is when he's responding like Dax Harwood about something Dax said in the podcast or he one of the things that made me chuckle is he uh, responded to Rey Mysterio's tweet. <laughs> and that Saw made me that. laugh. That made me laugh. Oh, I wanted to bit. punch him 13 years ago. <laughs> like damn, he wanted to Good punch for him. you, Ray. I wanted to punch him 13 years ago. He wanted um, to hit him when he was 11? Yeah. So I think, I think, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion, like when a big issue happens, usually the somebody that's got something to hide is usually talking the most and the loudest. The person that has nothing to hide has nothing to explain. And so I think, I think he got set up. I would, I would not say that completely about punk because that fan fiction was very thorough so i want to know i want to know i want to know what mendez thought of that that personally if she wrote it 
I'm really kind of. That was probably age. I bet. I bet he's like, "Hey, April, come here. I need your help I, writing a Shawn I Michaels bet. fan fiction." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm on it." I I was like, when I read that too, it it got me at first because it was like just a normal restaurant thing, and then when it was like we shared a glimpse, I was like, "No, no, he's don't like, tell me it's going this way." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, like, I hope it gets cleared up. Again, I hope Punk gets to at least write the end of his career the right way. Um, because I'd hate for his career to be like this, ending like this. Um, I'd like to see him go out the way he deserves to go out. Because you know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. If not WWE's Hall of Fame, he's going to be in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, um, we already know that guaranteed. Um, so I just hope he gets cleared up. I hope he gets to come back because there's a lot of matches on the table that he can probably make a lot of money with, and he can put on some good shows and good stories with, um, you know, again, a dream match of mine has always been Omega and punk. I think they could do amazing things in the ring together. So Here's hoping, and if he doesn't come back to AW, I hope he can, him and Trips can work something out because then we've got Rollins and Punk, and Roman and Punk, and there's a lot of really good matches there that could happen as well. Or even if he goes to Japan and and finishes out in Japan, or Kenta versus Punk. That's all I ask for. That's all I want. The go to sleep versus the go to sleep. Yeah. So. I just want him, no matter what company he goes to, I want him to finish his career out the right way. Um, a way he deserves for everything he's given us over the years because I don't feel like that gets enough credit these days. Everybody looks at all the bad for Punk and they don't, they lose sight of the scope of everything Punk gave us, all the memories, all the iconic moments that Punk gave us. And not only that, but pioneered that we're seeing repetitions of it still going on today, i.e. Pipe Bomb promo. Like that kind of promo broke ground. And now you still see that kind of promo going on now where it breaks the, the, the fourth wall and they're talking about things that are you shouldn't talk about as a pro wrestler. So on that, I want to say I saw um, somebody was writing a report about John Cena and they did some, they, they made a connection featuring Punk. Is that if you look back at every major feud, not all the small ones, every major feud, The Rock, Currently, what he did to Austin Theory, what he did to Roman when, um, but before their first match at No Way Out when he was orange shirt Cena, is every promo of Cena's got darker after the pipe bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. E everything, every one before that of Cena's was super babyface. It was kind of disrespectful because of thugonomics, but it wasn't anything you would, you know, you would go home and you'd be like, man, he fucking, he, he just burned me in front of millions. After the pipe bomb, after Cena realized, oh, you can do that? Roman, he made Roman look like shit. He called the rock out. I mean, <laughs> look what right. he did. Look what he did to Austin Theory. Yeah. He destroyed him. Yeah. He destroyed him. It's the, He destroyed him so badly that if Austin Theory does not win, Austin Theory is sunk. Like, there is no redeeming. If he loses at Mania on Saturday in the opening match, that 
career, like his his career of being like the next guy is done. It's over because Cena destroyed him. So absolutely. So we'll get on to Mania, but that's your thoughts about CM Punk. I felt bad for Punk. I still feel bad for Punk um, in this entire situation. I think that he was set up. Um, Kenny, on the other hand, Kenny, Kenny's really a, just a blessed soul, dude, especially the way he say everybody's fighting in the locker room, supposedly during the brawl out. He goes and saves Larry, the dog. I think it's the greatest thing in the world because there are reports of Kenny just magically appearing with a dog. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is like, Kenny is probably the lead, like he plays an egotistical character, but the guy that's not the character, just Kenny himself, is, there's so many reports out there that he's just like one of the kindest human beings on the planet. And so, like, I absolutely believe that. Like, I believe that story happened. I believe that fight was going on. Punk was throwing fists at the Bucks. And Kenny just scoops the dog up and, like, over here with the dog while the fight's going on. Like Everybody's just, like, in the old cartoons when there's just, like, a cloud and you see fists and shoes flying everywhere. And Kenny Omega's just holding the dog, making sure that the dog's okay. I, can I, feel, I feel like it's like that Donald Glover community thing except instead of a pizza it's kenny holding the dog and everything's on fire around him and he's <laughs> when like, he opens the door yeah he's, he opens the door and he's got the dog and like everything's going yeah bad yeah um definitely but yeah let's uh let's get on to the wwe side of things we've got I'll make, mania i'll make one quick announcement so i have decided that uh chw will debut first on our patreon we have a one dollar tier it's just a way for that you guys can help us out and help us you know grow the podcast it's just a dollar we respect it if not you guys can wake oh wait uh, i think i'm gonna do three days later the next wednesday and chw will be debuting on youtube we're gonna do it the first episode will come out saturday april 7th and then a few days later that next wednesday will be for all the subscribers who are not Patreon exclusive, we just want to just start doing that. It's going to be a dollar, but everything that you guys have done for us so far, we are very thankful for. We just want to help or we want to use this so that we can pay for more interviews and all of that. Cause we have a list of a few people who are wanting to come on and we just want to start rolling that out. Um, but I was talking to Mike before the show how the AI algorithm for um, CHW has already gotten me excited, and I all I inputted was the original, just the original way that I wanted to do it was not really mess with the feuds or anything, and it's already being a banger, so I'm excited. Um, but yeah, we'll get into Mania. We have Mania. We have the first confirmed match of WrestleMania 39 featuring. The brown-haired prototype, Austin Theory, versus the original prototype, John Cena. Yes. Um, this is going to be an interesting... Like, I, I wouldn't have pegged this to start Mania. The only thing I can think of is that they have a story plan that's going to make the fans not happy. So they have the rest of the show to try to turn them back around. 
That's the only vibe that I get is something's going to happen. That's going to make people mad. Okay. And they wanted to put it on first. But then again, though, if you actually like know the business of pro wrestling, you always want your two strongest matches to be your opener and your and main. Your yeah. So maybe, maybe it's not going to be something that makes somebody mad. And maybe it's going to be just they have an amazing match plan that's going to set the tone for Mania. So there was a, there was something I saw on Twitter. Um, this random dude on Twitter posted this and I was like, this could actually work. What if Cena wins night one? Night two comes out as the first match again for an open challenge. Jay White comes out. That'd be interesting for sure. Or or because he's slated to move up to the main roster, Braun Breaker. Yeah. Uh, we also have a repackaged uh, Cameron Grimes that's supposed to be debuting after that. That man does not look like Cameron Grimes. No, he does not. No. To say, no, to say he's put the work in in the gym is an understatement. It Dude, is, be looking jacked. He looks like what he—he he is Ezekiel. Yes, that is yes. They, but but Kevin Owens can say they are not the same person. No, no. This the the camera grams that we're gonna see debut on the main roster. To say that he's used his time waiting wisely is an understatement, dude. You you wouldn't think that's Cameron Grimes that you saw in NXT when like if you like I encourage you guys to go out there. You can look up recent cameron grimes photo um and literally it's him flexing just a picture of him flexing in his wrestling gear he does not look like like that cameron grimes anymore oh no no it's all right guys i have it saved on my phone don't ask for don't ask why that like, is i yeah that that's what not, i aspire to be yeah like the scruffy beard is gone like he to be honest it reminds me of drew mcintyre when drew came back oh yeah because he was super he was like super like when he skinny came back yeah. yeah when he left he was like 3mb super skinny you know whatever and then when he came back to nxt just he conquered jacked. scotland yeah so i'm excited to see the new like chapter of cameron grimes because as in terms of his athletic ability i've always liked him I've always thought he was really good. Um, he can be entertaining, as we saw with his character in NXT. Very good. Very good at being a comedy um, entertainer. Um, but the look that he's giving right there, I'm not so sure he's going to be a comedy entertainer anymore. He looks like he's going to be a little more serious of a wrestler. And I think uh, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. I'm so afraid on who is the United States champion when he does come to the main roster. Somebody's going to get there. I mean, he's just there. called the... Somebody, it's his finisher's called the cave in, so somebody's gonna get their head caved in. Like, yes. he's gonna, he's gonna stomp the hell out of them. Like, but, theory, theory looks impressive, but no, he looks scary. Like, he the thing genuinely scary. The thing about that, though, that first match, um, I see theory coming out of Stuganomics Cena. Oh, I think that's gonna happen. I oh. honestly think Cena comes down first. And it's typical Cena. Like, he, he comes out normal. His towel never give up, salutes. And he's sitting there. And then basic thugonomics kicks on the PA. And Theory comes out with the jean shorts, the, the chain, the knucks, and does maybe the a, whole thing. Maybe but a Rams jersey. Yeah. But then when he gets out to the ring, he, he's got his tights and everything underneath 
the shorts and he throws it all off out of the ring, signifying it's no longer John's time, it's his time now. And then that's I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um now as far as the match, honestly, I can see arguments for for it to go both ways. Do I think Austin Theory's been great at carrying the US title? No, not really. I feel like it has his reign kind of it's honestly plateaued. Like what you want in a champion, especially with a mid-card title, is you want it to elevate that title. And I think in the beginning it did. But like Theory went up and then he kind of hit a plateau. And now he's just kind of coasting. So I could see them putting the belt on Cena at least for short term for, you know, a pay-per-view or two. And Cena could still be limited, to, limited, you know, like Roman is. Roman isn't there every week. Cena could do that. And so that gives, you know, um, gets the title to be elevated again. Cena comes out. When he is there, he does open challenges, um, puts, you know, other people on the map. That's how we get some of the NXT call-ups. And then I could see that happening. But I could also see them really pulling the trigger on Theory and Cena putting him over. I would love it. I don't hate Austin Theory. I think that he just needs to... He's doing what we want um, MJF to do. He is growing up. And you can see it. The way that A-Town first came to the main roster to when he was with uh, Los lotharios and then during the pandemic then he comes back with the crowd he is slowly growing up i think he's turning into the champion that we keep um saying we wish mjf is but he has to keep his gimmick while he does it so of course he's going to be cocky and an asshole but you can hear that like when he did um the chris van vliet interview i was like shit this is not the dude we just saw on monday this is a dude i would i would have a beer with this is a genuine yeah. person. He uh the thing about Austin Theory is like nobody can dispute his love for the business. Nobody can dispute his drive or his passion for it. The thing with Austin Theory though that as far as being the cocky heel, you don't want to lean too too far into it. Otherwise, they're viewed as a coward. Yeah. You don't want if he's going to be the next Cena like even when Cena was a heel thugonomics, you didn't see him as a coward. No. He would he would fight anybody, and sure he'd take the the easy way to win sometimes with the knucks of the chain, but like he wasn't shying away from fighting anybody. Yeah. Hell, I remember he called the Undertaker out. This one Undertaker was big evil. Yep. And I mean, anybody that bought the video game can replay that match in the two K showcase. That get match is so fucking hard. Um, but I fucking hate that one. Basically, um. Theory, you're right. Like, Theory is getting there. But I feel like WWE is very close to leaning too far into the cocky heel gimmick. I think they need to keep that there, that he is that cocky guy and that he is a bad guy. But let him wrestle. Let him fight people. Because the theory that came back after Vince left with the facial hair and he was vicious and beat the living shit out of people... Like, that's the theory that we need. That's ruthless freaking aggression. Yes. If you're going to build the next scene, you know, like, this needs to be his ruthless aggression era. This needs to be a theory that's going to fight anybody. Yes. And if he's got to cheat in the end, that's fine. But he needs to be willing to fight anybody. Yes. 
like and right now like you can see the seeds of it being there but it's not there because cena didn't need to be put over to go over no he got himself over that's the most i think that's what we we stray away from in modern day wrestling with a lot of modern fans like the younger in mix between um you don't need to get over to go over and i think that theory if theory loses i think he'll be able to save himself depending on what that next monday happens because that monday that monday's your career yeah dina called it um but we can get into the next match so speaking of like the next match and it's not on mania and you were just talking about this the andre the giant battle royal being moved to smackdown so dumb so yes i think it is so dumb but i also i think it is dumb and not dumb at the same time so i think it's dumb that it's on smackdown and not the pre-show of wrestlemania that's what i think yes do i think it needs to be on the main wrestlemania card absolutely not oh no no it needs to be on the pre-show now i think bobby and la Knight being in this battle royal is a swerve to their match it's very possible but I don't I think they'll be at Mania on the the card. Both Bobby Lashley and LA either against each other or in separate matches. They will be on the card. Now, I think honestly a lot of this is to throw people off. Because in this wrestling era, you've got these smart fans that go on and they do all the digging on the dirt sheets and they they call what's going to happen. And I don't think Triple H wants that to happen this year. So I think we're going to see a lot of weird surprises that we didn't expect to happen. And we're going to be like, wait, what? Like, did that just happen? Like, are you kidding me? Indy Hartwell gets a championship opportunity. Like, I think there will be matches that we will, that will have the outcome that we predicted, but I don't think it's going to be in the way that we thought we were going to see it. Um, in all honesty, uh, speaking of like a match that could get swerved, like I thought I had Ray and Dominic figured out. I don't think I do anymore. I don't think I've got the outcome of the match figured out. What do you think? Because I thought I was for sure that Dom was going to win. Yeah. 100% for sure. But now I'm not so sure. How like, so? I... So usually in the world of pro wrestling no matter what feud you go back to the person who gets the last laugh before mania usually loses yes why didn't ray smack dom the friday before wrestlemania oh shit no the judgment day are gonna kick Ray's ass this week. Yes. I call it now. Dom's going to set him up and they are going to whip Ray's ass. Bottom line. If Dom wins, it won't be clean. No, it'll be Rhea. Rhea will be the reason why. And I think and to be honest, I, I don't think so. I don't think Rhea will be the reason why. Who do you think it will be? 
I mean, it very well could be Priest. Priest is the only person that doesn't have anything going on. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense that if it was Priest. Um, I see Priest doing it personally. Um, and then I see Priest. I don't see Priest doing anything else at Mania, but possibly on the Monday Night Raw after Mania. I see Priest answering whoever the U.S. champions open challenges, personally. I, I hope so, because I want I, I want think Priest he wins. to have gold. I want Priest. I think to have he gold. wins, and they want him to win so he can carry the U.S. title into Backlash in Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico. as the U.S. champion. Um, I think that's what they want to happen. And ideally, if I was booking, that's what I would book. God damn it! Then you you have theory win just to lose. That or Cena win, or Cena win and puts over Priest. And see, that would be okay. Like all of us, the, I okay myself personally, I'm fine with that. Damian Priest is the future. No, oh, I love Damian Priest. I yeah. do. Uh, I don't. I don't got anything bad to say about Damian Priest. No, he's the future. He's awesome. The Monster Factory documentary, seeing him, seeing young Damian Priest train to become a wrestler i was like dude this is fucking dope um um i also see i see honestly finn balor beating edge at mania especially if he brings the demon unless god's in the way unless god happens which doesn't seem like it because edge is calling himself the devil now yeah so it's like so i think it's gonna be a badass match i think edge will come very close to winning i think the demon will win in the end Finn comes out to gloat. Edge is not there. Enter Braun Breaker wrestling Finn on Raw. That would be so good. That would be that would be perfect for him. It would be, and that's what I'm saying. Um having a skinny guy to throw around would be perfect, but having well, Finn, a Finn a Finn is a guy a smart guy, a, a, yeah. a smart veteran to be like, all right, cool. So when you whip me into here, I want you to use this part of your forearm because it's going to make, it's going to look big around my neck and this oh, it's perfect. The thing about like a guy like NXT call-ups, if Triple H is smart and we all know Triple H from his booking in NXT, he's going to want to put these guys up against people that can make them shine and showcase them. Win or lose, he's going to want them showcased. So you're going to need people like Finn. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron Grimes goes against Dolph Ziggler because Dolph knows how to make somebody look really good. Yep. And a sell on that cave-in is going to be nuts. It'll look he's like he make killed it look him. Like, yeah, it's going to look like he killed him. Um, Triple H is going to put these the people that are coming up after the... Uh, after the the Raw after WrestleMania and that SmackDown after WrestleMania, he's going to put them against people that make them look really, really good. Um, I honestly would not be surprised if uh, whichever loses the uh, NXT Women's Championship match, whether it be Gigi or Cora, one of them is debuting on the main roster the next night. Guaranteed. Well, Cora Jade's not even in the ladder match yet. Um, a lot of people think that she's going to go back to her old style gimmick instead of this skater chick that she's I mean, now. 
even if she's not i mean she was a skater chick before she just wasn't like goth skater yeah it's like super colorful skater yeah and even if she doesn't wrestle i i honestly would call it more if she doesn't wrestle at stand and deliver i'd probably say she debuts on raw or smackdown um but going back to mania like those two matches like cena and theory could go either way honestly i'm thinking ray and dominant can go either way right now like i honestly don't know so and here's to be honest the... i was thinking about the dom and ray match i don't think this is the last time dom and ray are gonna fight SummerSlam. it might be it might go all the way to SummerSlam. so but backlash next they're gonna want one they're gonna want as many latin wrestlers as possible to go to puerto rico ray is they're gonna want ray on that flight so he's not retiring at mania no now ray has always said that he wants dom to wear a mask and dom said at some point he probably will wear a mask i think ray ray's retirement match will be for his mask oh okay and Ray will have to leave his mask in the ring. Because in Lucha Tradition, that's what happens. Yes. Once that mask's off, you're done. That that care that gimmick is done. Ray Mysterio's done. So I don't think it's over. I don't think he's gonna I think Ray wins at WrestleMania. Honestly, to continue the feud, Dom can't win. Ray has to win. Dom then gets mad and Judgment Day continues their crap toward him. Yeah. Um, I also sense that it's going to cause a rift between Dom and Rhea. The same way that... uh... that China and Eddie did. Yeah. And I think Rhea wins, Dom loses. And that'll start bringing... You think that'll start turning Dom into... um... I don't think baby Solo. No, no, just solo Eddie. Yeah. He's he's probably not going to be in the Judgment Day by SummerSlam. He will still be a heel, but he will not be in the Judgment Day. And that's if the Judgment Day is still around at SummerSlam. Well, Finn said after WrestleMania that he plans on growing the Judgment Day. So See, then he could get replaced. If he yeah, loses, so he, he would easily get replaced. Which is okay. I mean, it's not working right now, and we can tell that it's not. That this I is think the... the thing that's... The only reason Dom's getting over... Or two reasons. Well, there's two reasons Dom's getting over. One, he's been really great in the role they're placing him at to get heat. There's probably nobody in WWE right now that is more hated than Dominic Mysterio. No, there's he's not. probably the biggest heel in WWE right now. And I'm not gonna count Roman because he's he's so bad, he's he's a heel that's over. Like the crowd likes him even though he's a bad guy. I'm talking about unanimously booed out of the building heel. Yes. There's none bigger than Dominic Mysterio on WWE. Like, if he were to go, if he were to appear at Stand and Deliver, he would get more ass out of the building. He would get more hate than Grayson Waller. Oh, yeah. They could have Grayson and Johnny Gargano on the ring and cut to him in the crowd, and they would boo harder than they booed Grayson. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's one why he's where he's at. And two, like, he, it's literally, 
he's just basically going to be the net like the next Eddie Guerrero. And then you got to look at Eddie Guerrero. He was in the Radicals, Dom's and Judgment Day. Yeah, right. All great wrestlers. And then he goes off, and he's just Eddie Guerrero. He's going to go off and just be Dominic Mysterio. Yes. Oh no, that means we're gonna get a Ray versus Dom custody of something ladder match. Oh my god, <laughs> custody of Rhea. It's gonna be the custody of the mask ladder match. Oh no. <laughs> and this one Ray's gonna lose. <laughs> um so the next match that we can go on to is the for some odd fucking reason, the special four team tag team match, which is Braun Strowman and Ricochet, which is an actually pretty good tag team, versus the Street Profits, who deserve to be champion, versus um, uh, Alpha Academy featuring Otesla? Otizia? (laughs) Otesla. And then the Viking Raiders. So, the only thing I can think of is they need something that's going to provide good spots in there and since they're not doing like a money in the bank ladder match or uh something like that they need something in there that's going to throw some badass spots and that's why you've got the street profits that's why you got ricochet um you got great technical wrestler in chad gable you got the big guy braun Strowman that can throw people for days um and the viking raiders who can throw people for days so you got a blend of power technique and speed in there and i think that's what it's going to be for is for some spots to create wrestlemania moments yeah uh, um, I don't foresee it having any major implications, and I don't think it matters who wins or loses. I already know that the Alpha Academy will not win due to the maximum male model thing. Oh, Tesla. I think this is where the split happens between those two, and Chad Gable goes on to be a singles wrestler again. Yeah. And Oh, Tesla goes to be a model. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should call him Jer's illegitimate twin. Oh no, like for real. Like if you I'm not no, I'm yeah. not kidding. If you some put of the them face, together... like like if you look at some of the facial expressions that Otis makes, yeah, Jer does too. And it's been a running joke between me and Shelby for like two years now that that's like his long lost twin brother. Otis. Yes. You know what? That's you know what? I'll we'll get a shirt and we'll just have one of Jer and one of Otis and we'll put it like together. And we'll yes. see if he, it will be like, here you yes. go, Jared. We so, found your brother. So um, that's going to be a match that I think the only thing that that's going to do is it's going to be a vehicle for the split of Gable and Otesla. So the next tag team match that makes no sense at all um, for the second year in a row will be the women's fatal or the women's um tornado tag team match or whatever the the tag form. team showcase as they're calling the, it yeah whatever the yeah so it's Liv morgan and raquel gonzalez versus natalia and shotzi versus the only two women that actually belong together ronda rousey and Shayna baszler versus <laughs> two team versus two women who are to be announced and the only thing that i really care is if it's the Iconics, because they both have hinted that they're ready to come back to wrestling after their time away. And this would be the perfect situation for them. 
but it's still it's still dumb because there's no title honestly it's got to be a returning tag team has to be yeah it's got to be a return um but the crazy thing is like i don't even i don't even know like because i don't think anybody in the main roster makes any sense they've already basically eliminated uh tegan knox and uh whoever she was teaming with emma they got eliminated trying to make qualify for that match against yeah. Liv and raquel uh man i don't even know so yeah i mean it's got to be somebody that is has been outside of the company or injured for a long period of time the only other team i can think of is Caden carter and katana chance i mean that's possible i guess but um my money's on a returning tag team i say the iconics it has to be um Speaking of that, did you hear that Ty Dillinger is hinting that he wants to come back to WWE? Bro, we need the perfect 10 back. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Because he, they, WWE posted a clip of like his entrance at number 10. Yeah. And he retweeted it and said, maybe run it back. Yeah. I was like, yes. Like, I don't care if you don't come back as Ty, come back as Sean Spears perfect just ten, come like. just come back he deserves to wrestle more. and so that would be dope um now what other what else we got on tap intercontinental gunther the champion versus so it's germany versus ireland versus scotland i think gunther wins due to a blow up between sheamus and drew I want Sheamus to win just so he can finally be the belt collector. I, from that standpoint, I would agree, but they're planting too many seeds of this friendship turned bad. Yeah. Thing. Which, I mean, I guess, but um, anyways, yes. What so else? You, you talked about Hell in the Cell. Now let's get into Becky Lynch, Lita, and Triss versus Damage Katarl. Um, now, I think Damage Control wins, and I think Trish turns on Lita and Becky. Okay. We're going to get a heel Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch program. So, okay. okay, All right. At SummerSlam, that would be perfect. Lita is probably going to go away again. Yeah. This this is going to free Bailey up to get into the title picture. So, yes, I think that's what yeah. happens. And then uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus the Maverick, Logan Paul. I don't know who's going to win, and I don't think I care. I just think it's going to be a badass match. It's going to be a I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch it. It's going to be a point, At this point, face or heel, Logan or Seth, I really don't care. I think just the fans win this one. Like, the fans win this match. Yep um here's a match that the fans lose which is uh brock lesnar versus almost to be honest i hate to say it i don't think don't you say it don't you say it live on the pod don't you <sighs> say it live on the pod i don't know like i don't know like there's a part of me that's holding out hope that somehow they surprise us and it's a great match, but 
Probably not. Probably not. So the uh, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos versus the Kings of the the Kings of the Indies. That's what I'm calling them. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think Sami and KO win. I think this is where the bloodline crumbles at WrestleMania. Okay. I think they lose. Roman goes off on them. Roman like lays into them and um maybe even gets physical with one of the Usos. With Jimmy, because then Jay would snap. Jay snaps. But Jay doesn't attack Roman yet. They're sitting like Jay gets pissed and you can see it in his face. And Solo? No. Oh. And Paul then Heyman. you they then basically like that ends. It ends with Jay checking on Jimmy. And we don't hear anything else about it until night two. Okay. Okay. They don't walk out with him at Mania. You no, don't think they so? Do. Oh, they do. They, they do. Okay. I think I know what you're hinting at, and we'll see if you're correct. The women's championship Raw will be the EST of WWE versus the Kana Clown Oscar. Oscar has to win. Oscar has to win. Um, Oscar has not, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong. You can correct me, but I don't think Oscar's had a big win at WrestleMania yet. One that actually meant something, at least. She lost. Uh, I think she lost her first one in New Orleans to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then she's never been in the main. She's never been in the championship That's picture. After that. Yeah, she has to win. And Bianca's, Bianca's won, at almost every WrestleMania she's been at. Yeah, and has held the title since last year's WrestleMania. She has to win. She has to win, and. I think she will. I think Asuka becomes women's champion. Actually, Mania. she's never... So she lost her first one at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans to Charlotte Flair. I called that. They The Kabuki Warriors lost to Bliss and Cross at 36 two years later during the pandemic. And then she lost again when the pandemic was over, but we were still in Tampa Bay the year after she lost as a champion to Rhea Ripley. That was Rhea's um, first Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Asuka has to win. A loss isn't going to hurt Bianca Belair. No. No, she's still been established, become established as probably one of the biggest stars of this next generation of the women's division. Yes. Um, she's going to be on that same level as Charlotte, as um, Becky, as Bailey. All those. She's going to be in that list. So she has to win. Uh, I think she she can lose and be fine. And to be honest, I could see her losing and it going into it being a heel run for her. 
Um, it goes back and they go and have a return match at um, Backlash. And it's as heel because she snaps because she can't beat Asuka. Um, I can see that happening. So I'm going to say Asuka. 100% Asuka. All right. And now here's the match that me and you seem to never be able to fucking agree upon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of WrestleMania. This is the biggest match I have to say professional wrestling has had in the last three to four years. This is the man, the tribal chief. This is Roman Reigns versus the American Nightmare. The man that proved you can get cut from the biggest company in the world and you can tell them to shove it up their ass. I'm going to be better. Cody Rhodes, this is the main event, and this is for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I think Cody wins. And I think it's due to the Usos. I think what's going to happen is Reigns is going to have Cody dead to rights. Reigns is going to kick out of two crossroads. Cody's going to kick out of a couple spears. And Reigns is going to call for a chair. Referee's going to be down. He's going to tell Jay to go get the chair. Jay's going to go get the chair. Now, Jay is going to, like, not necessarily hesitate... But Roman's going to be laying into him still more from the night before. Like, you failed me last night. Do not fail me again. Blah, blah, blah. And he's going to mention Jimmy or something. This is going to be the moment where Jay makes the decision finally that he's going to stand up to Roman Reigns. He's going to attack Roman. However, Solo will still side with Roman at this point. And if he doesn't physically attack Jay, he will try to hold Jay back from attacking Roman. Roman will attack Jay. In seeing Jay stand up to Roman Reigns, in seeing him getting his ass beat, Jimmy's going to have the courage to stand up to Roman Reigns. Roman's going to turn around and eat a super kick. While Solo has Jay and is distracted with Jay. Roman's going to turn around, stun from the, the super kick, and he's going to eat a crossroads. And there's one, two, three. Okay. This leads to, and the reason I say this is because re- numerous reports have come out in the last like week and a half that WWE is highly interested in having a Roman versus Jey Uso feud because of how awesome they feel Jey has, has carried himself. And they want Jey to be a main eventer. So what better way to set up a Jay and Roman program than have Jay be the reason that Roman lost? Because Jay's not going to, Roman's not going to blame Jimmy. Roman's going to blame Jay because it's because of Jay that Jimmy stood up to him. Yeah. And Roman loses. There's still an asterisk that protects Roman a little bit because Roman didn't lose necessarily clean. Cody gets his championship, and we get that feud. 
And then I think down the line, Roman is going to be maybe leading up to SummerSlam. Roman is going to absolutely be killing Jay. And then Jimmy's going to evolve, and Roman's going to be absolutely killing him too. And then this is where Solo cannot stand to see his brothers get hurt anymore. And Solo steps to Roman. And then SummerSlam, we have Roman versus Solo Sokoa. And he put, and that, that's the whole end of the Bloodline storyline right there. I think that's what happens at Mania. I think it will be because the Usos finally stand up to Roman Reigns. Okay. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cody doing the exact same thing he did to get Kevin Owens and Sammy back together. Is you see somewhere in the back where the camera's not even supposed to be focused on him, you see Cody talking to Jay somewhere in the hallway. And this even sets up possibility for Cody to go heel. Yeah. Because Cody's been manipulating this whole thing. So they that gives them an avenue if they want to turn him heel, they've got that way. So that I think in all honesty, that's how it happens. And then I think what's cool is also this week's stories have come out that Triple H absolutely hates the universal title. Hates it. Big gold back. We need it back. We need and the big gold. We need gold back. The feeling, the feeling in the company is that Triple H wants to bring back the big gold world heavyweight championship. Now, let me tell you, there are some wrestlers in the company that I feel would look amazing with the big gold belt. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I mean, you name anybody. Gunther. Look, Gunther. Um, Jay Uso would look amazing with the big gold belt. Brown um, Yeah, any of them. That belt just needs to go away. Like, it just needs to go away. The Universal title's stupid. We need the World Heavyweight Championship back. All right. But well, Triple H is, said, "Yeah, yeah, that, it's uh, that's our that's our mania predictions. We still got a few more things to talk about. We want to do a couple of shout outs to like our girl, uh, Brooke Havoc. She's got Brooke her Havoc. Fir- her first mania first title. week. Hey, hey, you called it. You called she was going to be champion when she went down there and fought in that card. And guess what happened? She's the champ. So you called it." I called it, bro. I called that. You I called it. You. I told you we need to bring her back on so for now, another episode. Now she's not only undefeated in Canada, but now she's the champ. I was going to say she's <laughs> undefeated on the pod because she didn't lose. Yeah, see? Uh, see? So we got to get a repeat episode in there. Yeah. Um, um, yes. It was, it was fun seeing her. So her and... Alan, they will be having Vlogomania through this week. This She posted, this is her first Mania week, so we wish her the best of luck. She's got a lot of matches this week. Everybody on Twitter, on any of your social media, be patient with everybody that's a professional wrestler this week that is traveling out to Los Angeles or in that area. They are going to be very busy. If they do not reply to you, that is because, you know, they are trying to, they are trying to pad those lopes and get their name out there so i can see i already that, see it yeah what speaking What's up? of that speaking of respecting the wrestlers like if you see those those guys out there like don't harass them at the airports Fucking don't what they do harass to them all yeah. that way like 
No, before Rhea, though, what they Ray did to Rey Mysterio, they made Rey look like a dick. And live. And they painted him out to be a dick. Yeah. They painted him out to be a dickhead. And anybody that's ever known anything about Rey Mysterio knows that he's like the farthest thing from it. But in like even Undertaker, there's been a story that Undertaker is like some people approach him at his son's baseball games. And like, let the guy be dad. Like, he's not the Undertaker right now. He's just Mark Calloway, the father of this child, watching his son play a game. Like, leave him alone. Like, there'll be a time and place for autographs. These guys go and do signings and stuff. Wait to get them there. Like, yeah. Don't harass them because this week is the biggest week, not only for WWE wrestlers, but wrestlers from all over the world, every company everywhere you got roh supercard of honor you got i guarantee you you know there's gonna be something going on impact has the most multiverse united with uh njpw so yeah like this is the biggest week in pro wrestling not for just for wwe but for pro wrestling as a whole and you got a bunch of wrestlers out there they're trying just to go and put on shows for for all of us there's no reason to harass them and and accost them at airports and um in their personal time just you know, have some respect of their boundaries. Like, I know none of us would appreciate if we were sitting down at a table and somebody eating with our family and somebody came up trying to bother us. Like, that wouldn't be cool. So I, I just hope that everybody shows the wrestlers some respect this weekend. They they are working their asses off to put the best wrestling that they can. This is a big week for them. This this These weeks, every Mania week, is a big shot at what their career is going to look like for the next year. So just give yeah. them the respect. I mean, look at it this way. They're having these matches. If you don't think there's going to be WWE scouts and Tony Khan's not going to send people to scout for ROH and Impact's not going to send people to scout for them at these little indie events, you are mistaken. I guarantee talent scouts will be watching because that's how they're going to figure out who they want to sign. That's how that's how the Brooke Havocs and all these other people out there on these indies are going to get jobs to, to achieve their dreams on the bigger scale. And how like, is it going to look if they're stressed out and bombarded by fans? Yeah. Scouts are going to be like, oh, this dude's a dick to his fans. When in reality, they're just trying to get to their car. Maybe they left a marker yeah. in their car. Maybe well, they... I Maybe they have a paint pen and you have a Sharpie and they want to make sure the, the autograph sticks there and you're just bombarding them. Hey, sign my pop, sign my pop, sign my pop. I want my pop sign. I need my pop sign. Dude, you're going to ruin their chances. Yeah, like just have some respect because this is the biggest week in pro wrestling for, for all involved. And honestly, there's a lot of really talented wrestlers out there that could get a shot. So like if you want to support them, you know, respect their boundaries. There'll be opportunities to get signings. There'll be opportunities to take pictures. But this is their moment. Like, this is their their moment. You, you know, we need to respect that as fans. Like, we absolutely do. One thing that we do need to do is give a shout-out to the uh, Rogue One podcast. Rogue for, One, yes. For giving us a shout-out the other day. Thank you, DJ. We really do appreciate you, man. You said some kind words. I choked up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we are glad to see that you are thriving in your content creation. Um, you obviously, getting to see what you guys do and doing a little research of my own has inspired us to have a few ideas. That's why we're doing the Patreon with the $1 Patreon where they can see a little bit extra content um morgan's already having her own personal 
content ideas. So that's going to be pretty cool to see here and here in about a month um, once she gets her little setup ready. So we really do want to thank you guys. Um, the only other thing I have is that uh, Jonathan Majors, the actor that plays King the Conqueror, was arrested as uh, like three hours ago when we're recording this podcast. Um, I don't want to say what he was charged with. I will say that if it is true, these next two phases are absolutely screwed. Um, which I'm a big Marvel guy. Mike knows this. I'm a huge Marvel guy. I want to cry. Like Marvel has been a part of my life since middle school. And I have a good story about that. I'll say that later. Um, but to see what could potentially go wrong with a stupid mistake really makes me wonder how anybody in a role like that could act as confident and as cocky as they do knowing that you have a billion trillion billions billions of dollars riding on how you walk around and if you did what you did why i'm not gonna condemn him because we don't know guilty or innocent until proven guilty but if there's evidence that supports that you're guilty and the police had nothing had nothing no other nothing to stop that and they had plenty of probable cause oh the mcu is screwed i'm not excited and i think it already is because you are, we already know how disney behaves when um any negative allegations even are put out about any of the major stars i mean johnny depp's probably the highest profile case of this it's a lot like happened. that it's a lot like that is and what we I'll saw say. we saw what happened even though he was proven innocent in this latest uh thing disney still got rid of him before there was even evidence whether he was guilty or not so so take what johnny depp did but instead of being proven innocent it's it's almost 100 guilty yeah so the allegations yes we are we the mcu we are in trouble yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to be King the Conqueror anymore. Well, like, that's regardless. The, yeah, that's the bad part is every iteration of Kang has already has his face from every cameo, everything. Yeah. Like you literally painted, you put this guy on a pedestal and now you can't take it off. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, they're going to have to just do away with Kang altogether. Like there's no Kang the Conqueror in this arc anymore. They're gonna have to find another big bad to use because it, it's it's done. Yeah, guilty or not, like I'm sorry, he's probably not gonna appear any more Disney films again. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Uh, um, yeah, it's a a sad situation. Um, but uh, as we are ready to wrap up, do you have any more final thoughts? Any more shot takes for the week before my we shot take? Is what we talked about before, um, and it's going to circle back to WrestleMania because this is WrestleMania week. So I'll leave it on this note. I think this Bray Wyatt thing is a work. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Okay. This Bray Wyatt thing is definitely a work. Now, how often did WWE break the news unless it was a storyline The Undertaker had suffered an injury. 
Like, do you want all together or like yearly? No, like other than his very tail end when he got old. I'm talking about in his prime Undertaker. How often was there a news story that he was ever hurt? Not, Even if he was. Not really. There was No, because really. a character like the Undertaker, you don't hear they they don't get hurt. That character doesn't get injured. Yeah. So they're not going to broadcast that Bray Wyatt's injured because he's a supernatural character. Bray Wyatt doesn't get injured. Not physically. So what's happened is Oh, okay. a fan took a fan took a picture with him, ran into him, took a picture with him. And the fan said to the news outlet that they noticed he had been walking with a limp. But for this character of Bray Wyatt, they're not going to leak that he's injured because he's a supernatural character. He doesn't fit his character to be injured. Yeah. So that's why there's nothing. What better way? To keep interest in his character and keep people talking to him to say absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because guess what? People are still talking about him. People are going to keep talking about him. So let them think he left. Let them think he's unsatisfied. Let them think whatever they want because they're going to still talk about him. And when he does return, you want to talk about ratings. Oh, you're going to have AEW fans switching the channel. That's the best way to do it. This character, I'm not saying he's going to be at Mania. He might not be. But I don't think he's done with the company. I think that he is, whether it be a mental or physical injury, he has suffered some kind of injury. And he needed to go away for a little bit. I think yeah. him and WWE, I think WWE is very well aware of the situation. We saw how they handled it when Sasha Banks walked out. Did did they keep quiet? No. Michael Cole on television dragged. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, dragged her on television. You mean to tell me that you don't think that he was told to say that in the headset? They told him to say it, but we haven't heard that from Bray Wyatt. He didn't walk out. He's still under contract. He's still fine. WWE is very well aware of the situation. Now, do I think Bobby Lashley, there might be a surprise waiting for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania? Absolutely. I think so. I think Bobby Lashley, with all the promos, Bobby Lashley said that he's ready to fight somebody at WrestleMania. Even if he doesn't have an official match on the card, Bobby's going to come out and he's going to say, look, I said I was going to fight somebody at WrestleMania. I don't care who the hell is back there. Come down here right now. We're going to fight. And if uh, they have until, what, Friday? AEW has till what, Friday? When is Supercard of Honor? Supercard of Honor is Friday afternoon at 12. They have until the end of that show to sign Brian Cage. And if they do not, he has no non-compete. He has no non-compete clause. He hinted on that on Twitter. He said yes, he, he is did. undefeated against Bobby Lashley. Oh my god, I didn't even think of Cage comes to Cage. And Cage I was doesn't. reading I was reading earlier about it. As of right now, they have made him offers comparable to his AEW's made him offers and sent creative pitches his way, comparable to his current contract. He at this time has still not signed. 
And he has said that he is very interested in exploring free agency. Now, I guarantee you, if he does not sign before then, I would not be surprised that Triple H gives him a phone call and says, hey, you want to come to WrestleMania? And Brian Cage walks out, and it's Bobby Lashley versus Brian Cage at WrestleMania. You do realize, like, you know me personally, you do realize I'm just going to be crying texting you, right? Yeah. I will be bawling my eyes out crying. And LA Knight, he'll have something at Mania, too. It's going to be very similar to Bobby Lashley. He's going to come out. He's going to talk about how it's LA, and he's LA Knight. You can't have LA WrestleMania without LA Knight. And basically, I think his angle is he's going to basically try to take the show hostage. And I think we're going to get a very rare babyface Miz, since he's the host, come out and be like, we're not going to let my show get hijacked. I got somebody for you. And I don't, I, his is the one I don't know who it could be. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be mad if LA Knight had the celebrity spot and it'd just be like Sean McVay, just like kicks him in, kicks him in the nuts or in the stomach or something. Or like Matthew Stafford does something. Aaron Donald. You know who I think it is? Who? Then I could be wrong, but I think it's Pat McAfee. Oh, I would love it if Pat came back. Because I would love it if Pat came back. Pat is not back with WWE, but he returned at the Royal Rumble. Yes. Because it was a big deal. You tell me, you mean to tell me that in LA, Hollywood, WrestleMania? Come on. If Pat McAfee's going to make an appearance, this is when. You, you want to know the crazy part, too, is he, on his show, because I watched that religiously, he said he's looking for a network to take over the Pat McAfee show because um, their deal with FanDuel doesn't have the backing that he would like, which is respectable. You know, he wants a big company. El- Hollywood. This guy's willing to do whatever he can to get his name out there. You really think ESP or uh, ESPN, um, whoever does Colin Cowher, uh, Fox Sports, all them, they would back him in a heartbeat. Yeah, especially if he comes out and has a big moment at WrestleMania in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. National scope. Oh, the people are going to want to talk to Pat McAfee. And I'd love it. I would absolutely love it. At this point, being in Hollywood, it literally could be anybody. Yes. Like it could be anybody, a celebrity, could be a legend wrestler, could be anybody. You never know. And that's that's why his segment is probably going to be the most entertaining, entertaining, because you literally like I cannot predict who will answer him. Like there's a lot of theories, a lot of people I can think of like, oh, this person could. But I can't center on one person like I'm like, uh, yeah, but this person could do it or but maybe it's this guy. So, Yeah. The Bobby Lashley and LA Knight thing, while it is frustrating, they're going to be on that battle royal. I think that's just to throw people off. I think that's just to make them think, oh, they're not going to show up at WrestleMania then. And no, they're going to be there. Yeah. They're going to be there. So I'm excited. WrestleMania this week, guys. Um, as always, it's been a, a great time hanging out with you guys for another podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Let my... Uh, my awesome co-host here close us out it's been real guys um i'm looking forward to talking to you guys 
this next week discussing um, WrestleMania. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow on Spotify and all the podcast platforms that we are on. We love you guys. We will see you after WrestleMania. We hope you guys enjoy your Mania Week. Brooke Havoc, we are so thankful that you're our friend. Bye-bye, guys. Love you.